Cause all my niggas got it out the streets I keep a hundred racks inside my jeans I remember hitting them all with a whole team Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode two of 32 Podcast. My name is Kamari Truman, and I'm going to be your host. I just want to say thank you to everyone who listened to the first episode. I got so many responses. People tell me that they loved it and that they're really excited for the new content to come. So I just want to say thank you for that. And if you came back, thank you. Um, This episode here, I interview my friend Sam Ebersold. In the interview, you'll hear that he is a D3 national champion and was a basketball manager at the University of Alabama. I had a great time interviewing him. This interview, you really get to see somewhat the day in the life of a manager, of a D3 basketball player. Um, You hear the differences between the D1 and D3 level, as well as you hear a bunch of stories in our high school experiences, as well as AAU. And one of my favorite parts is him talking about Colin Sexton and that story. So please, Listen to the interview. I think you guys will really enjoy it. And yeah, so hope you guys really enjoy the interview. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with former Alabama basketball manager and 2019 D3 national champion, Sam Ebersole. Sam, how are you doing today, man? What's up, Kamari? Thanks for having me. Uh, super, super excited uh, to be on and uh, just just talk with you. Dude, of course, man. No, we were just talking. It was so funny because we were just talking about how, like, it's going to be so weird because I know you. So, like, me asking you, like, how you're doing, like, I know how you're doing. We've been talking for, like, two weeks. Yeah. Like, on, sure. and for, on and back. <laughs> so, I really know how you're doing, but it's just for the listeners. But, yeah. No, man. Uh, so, the first question I'm always going to ask on this podcast is – what is your favorite basketball high school mixtape? It's hard, dude. Okay. It's hard. Um, like, it's yeah, I know. Here, I'll give I'll give you uh I'll give you like my top three. Okay, no, that's even better. That honestly is better. Okay, the first one that comes to mind right off the bat that I always got hyped for was uh, a Keo Car. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. When that's understandable. When you heard, when you heard uh, this is a keel car and this is my hoop mixtape, you know, you were, you were kind of ready to go. Right. Um, Crazy. I mean, I was, a. I don't think it was the most flashiest, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, obviously us growing up being in high school when Jabari Parker was in high school. Yeah. That one, that one I mean, that one's not, not up there, you know, with the John walls and the, no, but that's honestly, that's really interesting. Cause people, but, people forget, like he was, he was, a, like he kind of played like a slow man's game but he still killed at the same time so like that's actually a really interesting one i like that i would say um okay i gotta go with the kill car being my number one Jamar all right parker probably number two and then i'll throw you a curveball here okay um I, I like Gabe York, dude. I know. I like dude, it's it's funny because I remember I think it was like a week ago, you were talking about Gabe York. I like him so much just because he's a two foot jumper. So when he dunks, it's so explosive, and he wasn't like the tallest person ever either. Obviously, like a kill car too, but like he actually could shoot. Like he could do more than just dunk at the same time, you know. So. I yeah, he didn't that, have that. Man. He didn't have that second bounce like uh, Andrew Wiggins or someone like that. Yeah, yeah, you know, kind of had to earn his buckets. So. Right, right. But he still, he still did damage at. I mean, at Arizona, he still, but he still did pretty good. 
but yeah man no dude that's i, I think i like that question though just because like it's like uh it's like what inspired this podcast i feel like i have to ask yeah. that question those always got me hype and it's nuts too because he was literally because i guess like where he's from it's just like a bad neighborhood and they called him the crime stopper yeah. because everyone that night would go to his game so like there'd be no crime that day when you have that much control over a city you know hey, those gym, hey those gyms were like so like dark dark lit like, i know you oh. see his dad after he dunks on him his yes dad, like, his, i could just picture his dad and stuff yeah and sure. it's it's funny because like coaching i don't think i'd ever i, I don't know i think I've, i'd rather be in a way school and go to that environment rather than coach for that environment if that makes sense just the fans talking shit. Like, I think that's like the best. That's mm-hmm. awesome. All right. But yeah, um, for those of you who don't know, me and Sam, we, we played basketball at Diners Go South. Um, we've been teammates. We were teammates there for four years. But we met in the mayor's tournament. So for, <laughs> he's, smiling, he's smiling right now because he, he knows what happened. So the mayor's tournament, if you don't know, it's so I went to Jefferson, he went to O'Neill. And the mayor's tournament is a tournament that has like all the middle schools in the area, basically. And I think it's, I think it's only one day. It may be one day. I think it's only one day tournament. Yeah. And we met each other in a championship game and we lost by one point to O'Neill, obviously. So that's why Sam's laughing and smiling right now because they won. I just remember seeing you and I've, I've seen white guys that have handles I never seen like a white guy my age like have like like be shifty. That was like the difference. I'm like this guy is actually shifty with his handles. Like he doesn't get to one place, he'll like embarrass you and then get to his place. So that was like I was like okay, like who is this guy? But yeah, man. Um so that's how we met. But I just want to go like to the beginnings. Your inspiration cuz like you're one of the people who probably like basketball more than I do. Like I don't really find like many people that like love basketball that much so like where did that come from no great question uh thank you for asking uh i mean my parents uh they always say that i always had a ball in my hand you know right away you, know, you see pictures of me <clears throat> you see pictures of me four or five years old i have a ball in my hand um you know both my parents aren't basketball players so most of my family isn't that athletic um so i didn't have a strong push with that uh they love sports and things like that, but I'd say it's probably my grandpa on uh, my mom's side from Peoria. Shout out Peoria. It's actually a great story. Uh, my grandpa coached your grandpa. Which is kind of messed up. <laughs> Which is actually, it's really funny though. Like that's, but that's crazy how like a like small world though. Mm-hmm. You know? That's it's, nuts. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's great. And yeah. um, I mean, Peoria basketball, anyone know Peoria basketball? I mean, it was the Chicago before Chicago. Dude, people don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was, I've heard crazy stories about seventies and eighties and yeah. So, I mean, growing up, I think I just always kind of had a knack for sports, um, kind of played everything mm-hmm. growing up, but um, always kind of sided with basketball. I kind of always felt like maybe I was the best at that. So I liked it the most. Um, I kind of had an interesting come up because I never did play travel basketball mm-hmm. um, until high school. So I didn't really have that um, travel experience, but mainly just loving, learning how to love it uh, outside in my yard or on my street. Um, 
or just at the park, like at McCollum, like we were talking about YMCA. So, I mean, uh, that's kind of how it all started. Uh, probably with my grandpa, I would say just kind of loving what he used to do. Uh, and through that love, just kind of going from there. Definitely, man. Going back. I, cause I did ask you that question because like, I know your parents like didn't play ball. I don't think they did. Yeah, no, my parents have never given me one tip of advice. <laughs> I mean, they've given me advice about how to be a good teammate and things like that that come along with basketball, but they've never given me any type of uh, basketball advice. You know? uh, so it's yeah. kind of interesting. Um, but I had to kind of find my own way and maybe use my other resources and, and just leaned on other people that could teach me. Yeah, for sure, man. No, and then talking about that Peoria thing, like people really don't know. Simeon did win four straight in a row. But man, uh, Manuel won four straight as well. Exactly. Manuel, which is a high school in Peoria. It's actually the high school my mom went to. They were like, they were the first team in Illinois to win four in a row. So Peoria was like a basketball. I, it, it, you can't it, say it's not, it's not gone because there still is that Peoria pipeline. Right. Uh, going to Illinois right now, you know, with Demonte Williams still there. Exactly. Uh, and Adam Miller. Adam Miller, um, both coming from Manuel. So. Right. There, there's still there's still talent of course oh no yeah man like that people don't people really don't get that peoria was like you said it was the chicago or before the chicago so yeah. for sure man yes yeah, so like i said me and sam went to the same high school we, so we started freshman year um one memory i have though sam it's like kind of an ongoing memory i guess so freshman year that was like the first time i learned of like a backdoor cut that may sound really bad, but that was literally like the first time I learned of a backdoor cut. I don't know why, but me and Sam, like, we started this thing where Sam would dribble up the court and he would shake his hand. He'd make a fist and shake his hand, and that would tell me to do a backdoor. So he would dribble towards me, I'd do a backdoor, and it would literally work at least at least once every game. At least once. Because we would just – Sam, me and Sam were – I low-key think we were, like, smarter than everyone else. Like, we had a higher basketball IQ than most people. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, I think it just came down to maybe we, uh, we, I think we paid attention to the details a little bit. And Honestly, we're both athletes, and I think, especially with your football background, you know, you're always just trying to exploit. You know, you're a wide receiver, always trying to exploit the defense for sure. So I think uh, I knew that uh, you know my brains could maybe uh, attach with your athleticism. I wasn't. Definitely. I wasn't the one doing the backdoor cuts. Put that yeah. on I was the one. With, I was the one passing for a reason. Yeah. For uh, those who don't know, Sam is a. Uh, back then, I mean, back you're probably like what five nine white kid. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm you're a six. Still, I'm still, no, I'm still about like five eleven. <laughs> so six six feet with shoes on. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I got you for sure. But yeah, no, man, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great memory. Uh, I, I I've tried I've tried to implement it uh, in college a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. but I mean, uh, in college, you don't really, uh, plan on what you're going to do right away. Yeah. Uh, and like people are little, just like, like more complex in high school, yeah. especially freshman A basketball, right? For sure. And, um, I feel like, like you were definitely one of the best teammates just because you pushed people in a drill. Like, I feel like people hated being your te- like being your partner only because we knew that you were going to make us work. Like you were actually going to try at every single drill 
So, like, if we wanted to take a day off, we're like, damn, like, we're his partner. Like, he's going to make us, like, go hard right now. Because you don't want to get embarrassed. Because we knew you we were going to go, like, 100% all the time, which it should be. So, like, you were just a great teammate in that retrospect, honestly. I think I developed that over the course of four years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I had that right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but, obviously, through uh, – maybe more understanding about how, where I'm trying to go with the game and stuff. I mean, it kind of just became a habit. Right. Uh, But yeah, for sure. I mean, it's funny. uh, I was just kind of thinking about our conversation and one of the, one of the first things that popped in my head was that uh, you were one of my favorite teammates, of course. Oh, that's so sweet, man. No problem. Kamari. I think you're, I mean, you're definitely one of the select few teammates that like, I actually like, you know, like loved, uh, to be your teammate and teammates together so yeah man yeah for sure we just see we also had that mutual like understanding on the court so like if you told me to give you the ball because there'll be times like I just know when you want the ball because you'll clench your fist or you'll just tell me like give me the ball I'd be like okay like I, I I'm not gonna like argue about it like he's the prop it's an 85 percent chance he's gonna score like when he says that so I'm just gonna give him the ball or like you yep, see me getting a, it's pretty high percentage. So no, dude, but honestly though, like you would just possession. <laughs> honestly though, like if you said, give me the ball, I know like this man is determined, like he's probably going to score. So like, why not give him the ball? And I think that that brings to my next point. How good do you think we could have been our senior year? Um, <laughs> just that well, sigh for, alone tells me yeah, everything. I mean, for the listeners out there, uh, <laughs> we had a so we kind of had a slow start though, you know, with our two year run on varsity. Yeah, um, people who don't know, I mean, talk about that. We were, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. I think that was one of the first like true lessons that I kind of learned through sports. You know, one that kind of developed over time, and uh, it was a complete success story. Obviously, we didn't do what we wanted to do in the end. Um, but I mean, junior year, well, I mean, kind of sophomore year, I mean, never lost a game with the full squad. Honestly, it's up on varsity. We lost two games, I think that year, but now with the full squad, we had no losses. Then come junior year, uh, we're, t- we're 10 and 20, I say with a heavy sigh, we're, we're 10 and 21, uh, last in the conference. No, which, no, 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 bro. We were five and 23. We were five and twenty-three our junior year, bro. Oh, we well, trash. That's first, yeah, that's the first time I thought that. Um, that's okay. <laughs> so I stand corrected. Five and twenty-three. Yeah, I, I don't know if trash is the right word. We we lost. There was a crazy stat. I think we lost um, like ten games under seven points that year. Dude, and I was just so talking we're, about. So we're real close. To, yeah, so we're real close to being a five hundred team. Uh, we just uh, obviously didn't have the experience uh, and. Our, our assisted turnover ratio was god awful. Um, I was thinking about it. I mean, that summer going into senior year, I just remember playing with our, you know, our top eight guys. You know, yeah. For people who don't know, the Brickfield Shootout is the best weekend shootout in the state, if not by far. By maybe, far. I mean, it's probably top ten in the country for summer ball. Honestly, to be honest, because it's 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 every best suburban team. Not every suburban team is there. Every best suburban team, every best Catholic league team, and then every and then you you have the powerhouses from 
Simeon to Curie to Whitney Young to Whitney yep. Young to Morgan Park. Loaded, loaded field, 32 teams. Mm-hmm. And we got put in by far the hardest pool. <laughs> yeah, you guys first game, yeah, first game is Plainfield East, just stud athletes, D- D1, NAIA kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and then second game, we play Stevenson, who's coming off uh, three state championship appearances. Obviously, oh. they lost Jalen Brunson oh. in, that, in that group from 2015. Um, we beat them, but they had Justin Smith. Uh, who's Indiana now Arkansas um, beat them and then we got to play Charlie Moore number one point guard Mr. Basketball uh, in the third game we won those three games uh, and our confidence just rose so I mean long story short we had a great summer uh, and yeah. then go, rolling into senior year rolling into senior year I mean we played well I look it back at the games and I think <laughs> I think we uh, we think we played better we really were um, people don't know we had two juniors that were like Division One. Yeah, at the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we had. Um, I mean, our top seven was all college basketball players. I know you didn't play, but you could have. You could have snuck in there. Yeah, NAIA. definitely. Um, you look at Dylan Kazmarek has having a great NAI career. The thing with him, he like could put the ball in the basket if he really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like he knew what was best for our team. Yes, honestly, like I never heard him complain once about playing time. And never still balled that's, every time. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely one of my favorite teammates I've ever had. Yeah, um, just overall great dude and um, super fun to play with. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure. That long bucket getter. Well, speaking of that, who was like the who do you think was the hardest player we faced? Only want one person though. This could be like our whole high school career. I think you. I think I already know what you're gonna say. If we have the. If we have different answers, then I'm gonna be a little upset. I don't. Okay. I, honestly, I may. Okay. I want to hear what you're gonna say. Oh, I think I know who you're gonna say. You know. I think you know who I'm gonna say. I think you should say Alonzo Verge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, for those of you who don't know, Alonzo Verge now plays for Arizona State. This man, when I tell you he could score a will, there is no stopping him unless you put, like, two and a half people on him. Like, this man was crazy. And now he plays for Arizona State. He think he, I think he won sixth man of the year in yep. that conference, too. Yep. Yeah, he was on a scoring terror his sophomore year – or his junior year. Um, Nuts. Like, overall, I think that was the best player we played for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Justin Pierce probably has to be up there. Got to give respect to him. Oh yeah, Justin Pierce was he. I mean, he was a bucket. He's six, but like six six. And he was your matchup. Unfortunately, yes. I don't know how that occurred. It was the week before the game, and I think Coach told me I was guarding him. I and I go so I go to another game. I go to a game. I just watch it. I think Tyree and Dennis, our teammates, they were there. And I'm hanging with them, and their friends come up, and they're like, oh, we heard you guys have Glenbard West. And Tyree goes, yeah, my boy Kamari is guarding him. And kid you not, this man goes, he just laughs. He just laughs and goes, good luck, bro. I'm like, thanks. And Lord behold, this man definitely dropped a solid 12. A solid 12 on my head for sure. Yeah, on you. And then plus plus another 24 on the rest of our team. (laughs) Yeah. So – yeah, I mean, I mean, great talent. I mean, we were lucky enough to play in one of the best conferences. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, some great talent for sure. Yeah. So, for some reason, people forget you scored like 30-something on Stevenson. 
senior year. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I did. I, I took a lot of, I took a few bad shots. Um, Dude, you that was 30. That you was, could uh, take bad shots. I remember uh, my motivation for that game because at the time I was trying to be kind of that possible walk on mm-hmm. uh, trying to figure out if I was going to, you know, play division three at the schools that were recruiting me and their other point guard was uh, got a preferred walk on at Stanford. I remember that. And so I think I, uh, I think I kind of took that internally as, and that was kind of my matchup. And then they had another guard who was on my AAU team uh, who had a great college career now playing pro ball over in China. I but, saw, uh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, uh, I took that game a little personally and I knew Justin Smith was going to be ready to come play. So unfortunately we took the L so overall that was fun. I mean, MLK tournament can't, can't beat that. I mean, that's, that's, it's a good time to play some good basketball in February. Definitely, man. Stevenson. Yeah. So like you said, they were coming off, were they coming off championship? They come yep. they come off championship. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, they were a really good team with you. I think you always played to your competition and not in the fact, like we played a bad team. You still like, you would do good. Like you would, you would play like how you play. But if we played like a proviso East, we play a Stevenson, we play a, uh, I mean, we played a lot of good teams. We play a St. Joe's. Like you were definitely going to have your best game, which I always like appreciated. Cause like, I knew I was like, okay. Like I know Sam's going to go off. I just don't know. I need to go off and I hope everyone else does well. So like, <laughs> that was pretty much it. But yeah, man, we, we definitely did some damage. We lost in a regional championship. To Hinsdale South. Our foes, man. Dude. And get past them. They And the thing is, I – okay, they had Barrett Benson, who went on to play D1, 6'10", great player. A good guy, honestly. Yeah, uh, low down low, though. You said what? A load down low. Dude, huge. Like, insane. Pause. And, uh, yeah, man, <laughs> it's like, but no bro he was just so he was really good we had more talent than them they just knew how to play together as a team better and it was just a weird it was just a weird matchup because you know they had they had some scrappy guards they played us differently i think they had a good i think uh i'm gonna give credit to them they had a good game plan every time oh yeah they were had had the game yeah they had the game plan ready to go yeah, uh, going from worst to first is 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 a good feeling. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Like I remember we went in, a, like yeah, dude, going from worst in the conference to being first, like outright too, like not tied. Like we won, like we were the conference champion. Like, it was the oh, first. Yeah. It was the first time since uh, I think the first time since the Mullen brothers did it. All right, well, enough for high school, but kind of in high school. I'm gonna talk about AAU. So like you said, you. I I wasn't a big fan of AAU in the beginning. I remember you telling me you weren't a big fan of AAU in the beginning. But then come junior year, well, going the summer going into your senior year, you actually played AAU. How was that experience for you? So, uh, one of the biggest – look, right, right now sitting where I'm at, one of the biggest blessings ever. Yeah. Uh, finding um, ET21 Buckeyes. Um, out of Westchester. It's kind of a crazy story how I got, I got a part of it. Um, I'm sitting with my parents after actually after sophomore year um, in the spring. And my, obviously my parents don't really know much about AAU. 
Yeah. Um, they may beat a few big name AAU teams. Um, but then they also know the AAU teams, you know, that cost $1,200 and I don't, I don't want to do that to my parents, but I also right. have aspirations to, uh, to play in college and you kind of have that pressure like, Hey, you need to play AAU. Um, so we're literally sitting, it was a Sunday morning. We're Googling AAU teams in Chicago, <laughs> like getting, getting absolutely nowhere with that. Um, and all of a sudden I hit up, uh, hit up Dennis, uh, Mm-hmm. our high school teammate. And I said like, Hey, what are you doing for AU? He said, uh, Hey, I'm playing for Buckeyes. Uh, he's, he's 15 at the time. He said, but we're playing up this season. You should come to the tryout. And the last tryout for Buckeyes was that Sunday night, the third tryout. And I, yes. I hadn't been to any of the tryouts before. They don't even have a 16 U team for my age, but they have a bunch of 15 year old ballers. Uh, playing up and so i was fortunate enough to get the 12th spot on a 12-man roster full of 15 year olds (laughs) you're one of the best players i've played with by far so even talk about that like how is it playing like on a team like that you're the oldest one that was interesting um i think i think i might have been smarter than most of them but i couldn't do anything close to athletically mm-hmm. uh, compared to them so i think that's kind of how i how i found my spot on the team um coach roy ramos um now kind of like my good friend mentor he, he kind of tells a story to some kids but pretty much just said i was the biggest hustler in tryouts you know i, I still remember airballing some threes missing layups yep not not playing well i thought i didn't play well but i just hustled my butt my butt off um and so luckily I got I got put on that 12-man roster and I didn't play much um Mm -hmm. that spring uh at all but I kind of learned how to be a good teammate uh those kids kind of looked up to me a little bit because I was older and what a great experience then come come around 17 new year we have a whole new team uh because most of those kids left we're not there that we weren't they, those kids weren't going to play up to 17 you um so we kind of have a full new team and i'm kind of uh the focal point of the team now and i still remember one of the tournaments all the way up in minnesota i didn't i played about five minutes the whole tournament in about four games and i just remember being in that car with my dad and he just said son you, you just got to get better like yeah. I, and I, I i appreciate him for that because that's some great parenting because I feel like nowadays, or I mean, not nowadays, but they, they might be talking to the coach, calling the coach, bringing up every excuse of why you didn't play. And I just kind of put my bootstraps on and uh, said, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't turn over the ball. I need, I need to shoot better. Yeah. Um, so I had an interesting AAU, AAU experience. Uh, luckily was blessed that uh, this team wasn't financially taxing. So yeah. <laughs> it was that that's that was like the best thing about it um and that we were around just great people and uh being able to practice in St. Joe's gym was pretty cool as well for those of you who don't know St. Joe's I mean they've had players hey for those of you, uh, if you guys know a guy named Isaiah Thomas he played for the Detroit Pistons if you don't know Isaiah Thomas you probably shouldn't be listening right now but <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah Thomas is probably one of the best one of the best point guards to ever play the game um who else is there Dimitri McKamey. Dimitri McKamey. Evan Turner. Evan Turner. That's his AAU team that you played for, right? Yes. Yes. So I had – I was super, super blessed to be part of that. 
Yeah. How uh, did he ever, did you guys ever talk at all? Did he ever give you like any advice that like you still like hold to this day or anything like that? Or he just said, I I always remember it because it's the way he says, the way he said it too. He said, just remember, don't be an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I don't want to, I don't want to impersonate his voice, but, um, oh, he just said, yeah, he just said that and that'll always stick with me. Uh, he said, just don't, don't be that kid on the team. Yeah. Honestly, like that's, and that's just advice for a life. No need, but, and it's funny. So I obviously, you know, I'm like a big Ohio state fan. OH and, uh, Evan Turner. It's funny. I don't like Evan Turner. I know, dude, like one of the best ball guys to ever play. And it did honestly, it didn't start till he got to the NBA. So, cause he played for the 76ers at one point, right? Yeah. Obviously, like being Chicago, like suburbs, like you like the Bulls at least a little bit. And he would always get in fights with the Bulls. So I didn't like him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, but you know, so obviously, like he is a great, he's a great player, especially for Ohio State. He probably, I mean, he's definitely like top five for Ohio State basketball players. So, but no, that's really cool that you got that experience. I wish I had that. Like, you yeah, know, so blessed. That's crazy. So and now you're coaching. You coach for the Buckeyes. So how is that? You played for a program that you're now coaching for. Like, do you think it'd be different if you were coaching for a program you've never played before? Like, knew the players and the people. Like, how is that dynamic? Yeah, I mean, right, I mean, great, great. Uh, right away, I already kind of knew the values of the program, how we should conduct ourselves, um, kind of the kids that we like, um, you know, the opportunities that come with being a Buckeye mm-hmm. uh, and how important it is to understand um, that how fortunate you are. My freshman year, when I come back and go to school and go to school at the community college, uh, mm-hmm. Coach Roy hit my line and said, hey, we need a 14U coach. I think he said, you can coach the fifth graders or you can coach the 14U team. Wow. Hard like, decision. Hard decision. Yeah, right yeah. There. So 14U all the way. <laughs> so I was 14U, 15U. Last year, 16U coach. This year, got down to the 16U assistant. Um, obviously, AAU is not going on right now. Yeah. Um, but we feel super confident in our 16U team. Um, some great players, great kids. Um, so, and uh, Coach Nate Miller as the head coach. Um, so it's been great. I've, I've loved coaching. Have you, so as a coach of AAU, fouls aren't really called unless you get clobbered. You got parents screaming whatever they want. And coaches, you know, that like, they take it really seriously. Have you ever gotten in a feud with like another coach or like even a player? Cause players talk stuff too. Oh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> I've definitely been talked to a few times, Oh man! but it, it's never, it's never escalated. Yeah. Uh, it's never escalated to any uh, world star status or anything like that. Yeah. 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 Um, that good. No, it, it, yeah, it gets, it gets pretty uh, feisty on the circuit for oh, sure. Um, and it is kind of crazy. It's hard to handle. Yeah. Uh, I bet. And you know, yeah, there have been moments where you, you want to just speak your mind Right, but you you, you got to remember that one. You're here for the kids, and I like my I liked my coaches being feisty growing up. But mm-hmm. I always knew that okay, I, I didn't want my coach to fight anyone or right. Like you want a coach that is gonna like stick up for you, but he's not gonna 
embarrass himself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So I, I, luckily, luckily, I've never been in an altercation. Um, <laughs> Good. <laughs> there, there are there are altercations a lot uh, with between coaches, and it's uh, it's kind of comical sometimes. Sometimes yeah. pretty serious. Um, but never, no, 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 never with a player or coach. Donovan. Mm-hmm. I think he told me a story. It may have been in this, it may have been in his game. Cause you and Donovan played AAU together. Yeah. We, yeah. We played 17 U together. Yeah. So I don't know if it was your game or if it's a game he saw. He's no, I think it was a game he saw. He said he saw a man. He saw this guy dunk on somebody and then proceed to spit on the man he dunked on. I know, bro. Like a man, like I don't know what I would do. Like even as a parent, if I saw my man, if I saw my son getting spat on, what? Like, man. I personally wasn't there, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's funny because I, I mean, I'll believe it. Yeah, like it's AAU. Like anything can happen. Any players that you coached or played against that like people would know of. For sure. Uh, we had a funny rivalry with uh, Mocan Elite. What? Uh, one summer, yeah. We played them three times in one year. For Mocan Elite, that stands for people who don't know, uh, that stands for Missouri, Kansas. Um, so they're kind of out of Kansas City area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have the likes of you know, Trey Young, Michael Porter as of recent. Um, and Michael, uh, uh, Trey Young wasn't on the team at the time, uh, but we played Michael Porter and Jeremiah Tillman, who's still at Mizzou. Yeah. But at the time, Jeremiah Tillman was higher ranked than Michael Porter. Yeah, he was um, the number one ranked player. I think he was the number one ranked player at Illinois at one point. Yeah, for sure, because East St. Louis. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we, I, I would say Michael Porter playing Mocan Elite, that was fun. We always gave him trouble, but they always dubbed us in the end. I mean, when you got, like, future NBA player, like – yeah, like yeah, was, I expect uh, you guys to lose. Yeah, yeah, we put. Yeah, we played Michael Porter. That was the that was the game with the most coaches I had ever played, uh, in front of. Is that scary? Was it scary? Yeah, I mean, it was scary. But looking back at it, none of them were looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know why I was scared, but maybe I thought I'd magically go off for thirty or something and you know get a letter mm-hmm. but there was uh bill Sel- there was the thing is usually there's coaches at games okay but there okay. was full staffs at these games wow. like they were, it was the head coach and usually at least one other assistant some schools had two assistants with them so um they they showed out and tried to show love for michael porter uh, um and he definitely he definitely did his thing he definitely did his yeah. thing <laughs> but it was super cool playing in front of bill self i mean legendary hall of fame coach oh yeah i'm sure there was others um but that was kind of the guy that i was like oh wow yeah man like yourself just even being able like being able to say like you played in front of those coaches being able to say you played against a did he win rookie of the year trey young Uh, okay i never played against trey young trey young came onto the scene the next year got you um well, but you played Michael, Michael Porter. Porter, who I think once he gets his back right, I mean, he was his nickname was Baby KD for a reason. The best game uh, that I actually played well against someone good was my last game at AAU. Wow, was against Howard was against Howard Poley. Uh, good team and, out of Minnesota. Yeah, and Gary Trent uh, was 16, but he was playing up, and he had the and he averaged the most in the EYBL that year. 
So I came out a little hot that game. And uh, really? by halftime, by half uh, Gary Trent said none of that. He picked, <laughs> <laughs> he picked me up then. And I don't think I scored for – I think I only scored like two points the second half. Gary Trent rang, rang that dry. And then Trey Jones was on the bench. So That's crazy, bro. Yeah, so, so, I mean, super blessed. I mean, super blessed to be able to play in these big tournaments and against this good competition. Yeah, man. so it was so fun. So I'm I'm happy to be a part of it right now with with coaching too. For sure. Yeah. But we're gonna. So obviously, like AAU, you get a lot of like recruiting stuff. Mm-hmm. So for those who don't know, Sam has had like a crazy. He has like a crazy journey, just like these past like what four or five years. So it's definitely a journey. Yeah. So kind of go to senior year. I mean, what are you thinking? Like, are you thinking you're trying to walk on? Or are you trying to, like, get a D1 scholarship? How – like, what was happening during that time? Yeah, so I kind of really started to get a gauge of where I could play. Okay. Uh, kind of what levels. You kind of start – you kind of – you start seeing the silver lining that you're not going to be a Division One player mm-hmm. scholarship-wise. Um, I was hoping for a D2. Okay. Um, but just, you know, never really came, worked out. But just had a handful of Division Threes. Anywhere from like North Central, everywhere, a lot of schools close. North Central, uh, Naperville, uh, Elmhurst. Uh, Then I had some schools in the Minnesota Conference, like Mm -hmm. St. John's. Um, Took a visit up there. Uh, Anywhere from, uh, I had a few NAI offers, um, but nothing nothing that really interested me because the schools weren't weren't what I was looking for. Yeah. so yeah, so I just kind of had a handful of Division threes, um, U Chicago until uh, <laughs> until I applied and did couldn't get in. Did you know University of Chicago was a prestigious school at the time? I think right when I got the le- I still remember when I got the letter in my uh, German class. I went on my phone right away mm-hmm. uh, and kind of looked it up. And I was, I was like, oh, okay, that, that's like U Chicago. I've heard of that before. Yeah. Um, obviously kind of way out of my intellectual uh, <laughs> boundaries. Um, you got to definitely be elite to go there. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I just kind of had a handful of D3s um, and, and went through that process throughout my senior year. Uh, I had, I luckily had a little bit of a connection at University of Alabama through going okay. to their camps in the summer. Um, and then University of Wisconsin Oshkosh was the last standing D3. Got you. Wow. So with, so obviously with Alabama, were you trying to get a walk-on spot or did you want to be a manager? No, for sure. Uh, great question. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Um, I was trying to get that walk-on spot. I, I okay. can't yeah, for sure. Well, so, yeah, anyone uh, would. Anyone. Yeah, so would. I went. So I went to Avery Johnson's basketball camp in June of 2015, going mm-hmm. into nursing year, and played great. Uh, had a great time at the camp. Thought I showcased my skills, not only on the court but you know off the court. I tried to network a little bit with some of their coaches. For sure. Um, and kind of just say, "Hey, remember me." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, right, or, right. or don't forget me. Uh, um, and then senior year, I think I took a visit in the fall. Like, uh, I told them I was coming. They were super nice, super cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, My brother was there. He was a sophomore at the time and, uh, took a visit, 
kind of let them know, Hey, I'm trying to be a walk on. They pretty much expressed they weren't going to give me a preferred and that if I wanted to, I'd come and try out in the fall. Okay. And so that's kind of where I was at with Alabama. Um, and eventually senior year, uh, I decided to, you know, I loved Oshkosh. I believed in the vision that coach Yalcom and coach Lewis sold me. Um, but the only vision that I believed more than theirs was my own. And, and I, I really wanted to bet on myself. Uh, so I headed down to Tuscaloosa in the fall. That's dude. Like, honestly, like I admire you for that. Just like, honestly, like, like you said, betting, betting on yourself, you know, like how hard you work. So why not try? And then if you fail, so be it. You get to go to one of the best schools in the nation, like one of the best, like football schools in the nation too. Like that would be, that'd be so much fun. So become a manager, you go to Bama. Like you said, Avery Johnson. So Avery Johnson, he is a, I mean, he, he coached the NBA. He played in the NBA. How is he as a coach? I don't know everything about Avery Johnson, but uh, <laughs> the way I think I could describe him as a coach is super personable. You know, mm-hmm. right when he walked in the room, you knew he was in the room. He kind of had that NBA presence, as some people say. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, I mean – 1999 NBA champion hit the game winning shot jumper 2006 NBA coach to the year. Did not know that. Wow. Yeah. Um, so kind of a little starstruck right away. That staff was in their second year. Um, great coaches, uh, Bob Simon, who came from Providence, John Pelfrey, who uh, Leitner hit the shot on. So he was kind of, John Pelfrey was kind of the man at Kentucky in the what? 90s yeah, so and then um Antoine Petway who who's a great guy was a walk-on at Alabama then it ended up being the starting point guard star of that uh 2004 elite eight run at Alabama so kind of the kind of a great staff and and Avery Johnson kind of capped it all off yeah so I know like you talking about because I know you always talk about coaching so being able to like learn under and just see like behind the scenes of like one of the best coaches and like his experience like I can only imagine like how fun that must be um I learned a lot yeah dude like that's awesome so being a manager so I've always heard the saying like managers are the most hardworking people on the team would you agree with that statement they definitely work the most time yeah Uh, so I think you can maybe translate that to the hardest working. Uh, it was like a, I don't even know. I don't even know if I could put a time, uh, how many hours per week. Cause every week is kind of different. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely. Um, if you're available, uh, 50 hours or so. So you're like working, you're, you're working, you're working for a job you don't get paid for. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, so luckily some managers, uh, are able to get put on scholarships at certain schools. Mm-hmm. Alabama wasn't one of them. Um, but yeah, all kind of all depends about the week. It all depends if we are in season, out of season, okay. how much, um, we got assigned office hours and stuff to, you know, help with recruiting mail, anything, clipping film. Once we got into the season, clipping film. Gotcha. Uh, so it just kind of depended. I mean, uh, I knew you might've asked about kind of like the day in the life at Alabama. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would just say that uh, everyone is different. 
I mean, yeah. every, every day was completely different. When I was in school, you would FaceTime me. You'd be like riding your bike. You'd ride your bike about around Alabama. You'd be like, you'd be like, what up, bro? I'm like, yeah, what's up, man? He's like, not much, man. I'm about to go uh, rebound for this player. So talk to me about that. Like, could they just hit you up whenever and be like, hey, I need a rebounder? And you just go to the stadium and – Yeah, so yeah, so we were in a group chat with uh, the guy who ran the managers, Dave Miller, who's now at Arizona. He was our kind of video guy mm-hmm. uh, in the office. Uh, and he, we had a group chat, so it would just be kind of communicating through there. Hey, we need a rebounder at this time. Hey, we need a rebounder at this time. And they'd just be first come, first serve. Yeah. Um, so for the most part, I mean, I was a little naive uh, my freshman year. I, I won't say that I jumped on every opportunity. Like looking back, I should have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely tried to jump on most. Um, and that was – I learned so much about just how to work. Yeah, one of my favorite guys, Braxton Key, who just won just won the national championship at Virginia. Yeah. He was kind of one of my, like, not best friends on the team, but me and him definitely were cool. We were the same age. He was the only freshman that year mm-hmm. uh, of that class, that 2016 class. So um, I found myself in the gym with him and Coach Simon a lot, um, just working on his jump shot and just trying to develop because he definitely needed to develop. Yeah. And you see what you see what that got him a uh, national championship. So you're the reason why he won, basically, is what you're saying. Hey, you can yeah. If, if he's listening, <laughs> he's listening. Uh, I'm the reason uh, why which which gum flavors he got every day. <laughs> we, Wait, had this, <laughs> we had this big we had this big hubba bubba gum bucket. You'd say hubba bubba bucket, and I would always mess with him and. I was like, yeah, you want the raspberry or you want the watermelon, blueberry. And I would sometimes mess with him, uh, give him like a different one. And uh, so it seems like you had a really, like you had a really good relationship with him. You know, you being a manager, like did, did you ever sense like some players just like not treating you like, you know, he's just a manager. Obviously you have people on the team. You'll have this anywhere. Right. Uh, You obviously have people on the team that, love you, you know, respect you 24 mm-hmm. seven. They'll say, please, they'll say, thank you so much for just grabbing you, grabbing something for them. Yeah. And then obviously there's others that, you know, aren't, aren't as grateful um, or maybe won't express that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for sure. I mean, I wouldn't say any of the players were rude, uh, okay. but I think more, I think some were just more grateful than others. Okay. And um, I definitely remember experiencing both. Uh, yeah. We also do so much as managers um, that it, it is hard to say, you know, thank you. It, it kind of sounds weird, but it's hard to say thank you for everything we do. No. Yeah. Like, it's like, you're doing so much. They can't say like, thank, please. And thank you every single time. Like, it's just, it is your job to do like the stuff you do. So I get it. No. Yeah. I had a, I had a great, great relationship with the players. I think um, me being involved with practice more on the court, um, mm-hmm. kind of being like a, uh, manager sometimes practice player um because with managing i mean there were days where i stood on the sideline with a towel and was ready for the gatorade and just passed and helped with the drills yeah um and didn't do much at all and then some days i'm a full stretch full warm-up with the team getting ready to scrimmage and be a part of the scout team so hey and that scrimmage are you trying to like are you trying to like ball out? Like, are you trying to go off or are you passing it off? You know, just 
following the following the play, like following the offense? Or are you like trying to kill? It depends. It depends. It honestly depended who I was on scout team. Got you. Um, okay. If I was kind of if they're two guard or point guard, we had a great. I think you need him on this podcast. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to him. Ooh. His name is Lawson Schaefer. Okay. Uh, he, he was preferred walk on. He's a year older than us. Um, and me and him were kind of the backcourt for the scout team. This kid could play. He's about like maybe an inch taller than me. Big, big fuzzy fro. Uh, and me and him would, me and him would light it up. So first, you know, to answer your question, thanks for asking. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, right away I was a little timid, but yeah, you're I mean, playing against having, D one guys. Like I can only imagine. But after I, uh, after I realized why I was there and was to push the team kind of had to lock it in and, you know, like go at them. I mean, that, that was, that was the fun part. Definitely. So obviously like you got to play, you got to play some while you were there. Mm-hmm. And obviously that must've sparked some like, Hey, I need to be like playing ball. I can only do this manager thing for so long. I need to play ball, which I knew was going to, I knew that was going to happen. But anyway, so then you make your way over to Oshkosh and Oshkosh, like you said, was one of the schools that recruited you. So Going back to Oshkosh, like when you're trying to get back on that team, was there any sense of feeling for them? Like, nah, like you kind of like, we gave you the chance. Now you want to come back or were they kind of like, yeah, like we'll take you. Like we still want you type thing. Yeah. So they, uh, coach Yalcom and coach Lewis kind of just stayed in my ear a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. right when I made the decision, uh, they were super supportive. They're like, you know, go, 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 go try to get that dream. Um, and then they kind of just said, Hey, how'd move in go once it was in the fall. Hey, how'd move in go? It went well, coach. How's practice going? Like, what are you mm-hmm. learning? You know, learning this, you know? Yeah. So they kind of always stayed in my ear. Um, I think for, for reasons. So um, they kind of knew like, Hey, this kid's good. We're going to get this kid somehow, somehow, they, some type of way. Yeah. Maybe that was the feeling for them. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so then so remember it, Matt Alabama in the lunchroom and uh give them a quick call and say, you know, I, like you said, I had this spark of man, I could still play a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean I love the manager thing, but shoot, if I can if I can still play at a great, you know, division three school, might as well go send it. So um yeah, so I, I, I linked up with them and said I would come back in the fall. I didn't come right away. Mm-hmm. Um, went to my went to the college of DuPage for a semester. Yep. You know, uh, got my skills right, um, and headed off to Oshkosh in the fall of 2017. Yeah. Yeah. So you get there. I don't remember. Did you play right away? Yeah. So I got hurt in July. Going. That's when I kind of got hurt. And ah, uh, I remember. Well, I know what you're talking about. Kind of got crazy. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, so I was kind of out for the whole preseason. Tell uh, us how you got injured. Yeah, just doing what I love, hooping at the YMCA, and um, took a jumper and landed on someone's foot. And <laughs> so we're laughing right. <laughs> we're laughing right now because the person that this who did this is just the type of person that would do this. So when I heard about it, I legitimately got like. I was like mad. I was like, bro, are you serious? Out of all people, of course it's him that got you hurt. Yeah, so so I mean 
what transpired wasn't his fault because I thought it was just a sprain. Started mm-hmm. then two weeks later, I'm I'm training with my boy Mike Smith, like on a bad ankle. Like, what was I doing? What was I thinking? Yeah. Come into the fall, get some MRIs, and they say, like, okay, your foot is all sorts of messed up. You're gonna need a scope, ankle scope. You can either do it now or do it after the season in the spring. This is 2017, and um, I said I'll play. I said, well, will it get worse if I play on it? Mm-hmm. They said no, shouldn't. So I said, okay, I'll get it after the season. I'm trying to play. Yeah. Um, so once once about Christmas time rolled around, I was playing. I was playing. Yeah. yeah. So you play for Oshkosh. You guys have a really good team. You guys end up going to the championship game, actually. You guys played Nebraska Wesleyan, and you guys end up losing. How was, like, what was, like, in the locker room? Like, just tell me, like, what's happening? Like, you guys lose the game. Like, people crying. Well, it's the, yeah, it's in the Salem Civic Center, um, which is, like, an old building. Okay. Um, and so, and we go in the back hallway, and we're, like, it's one of those locker rooms where you could almost see the, the cement stairs, like, within the locker room or right outside the locker room, like of the cement stairs of the, of the gym. Wow. And, uh, so those, the cement echoed, uh, the loud roars of the other team after we lost. So, um, pretty quiet in there. Uh, weird, weird emotions. Um, you obviously have your seniors, uh, never playing again, what they're feeling like, you know, what I'm feeling like, I don't know how to feel. Yeah. Um, yes. It's one of those things I definitely hang on to or mm-hmm. did hang on to um, kind of for that revenge tour uh, the next year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, rewind though a little bit. Uh, we played our boy Donovan. Yes. He, I remember watching that game with my mom in the living room. That was one of the yeah. best games I've ever seen. Crazy, crazy. Augustana college for any of you uh, hoops junkies out there. Augustana College, you gotta you gotta get out to Rock Island sometime and see yeah. them play if, if they have a big game coming up. Um, crazy atmosphere. So we had a crazy run that year. Fell a little short. Just lost by a few two possessions to a great team. Mm-hmm. Played a funky three two zone with a bunch of six five wings and uh, they positionless basketball, which us in Wisconsin aren't used to. Yeah. Um, so we. We, we didn't perform as, as well as we thought, um, but we knew that we had a great team coming back. We only lost uh, two seniors. So we were, we, were, we were locked and loaded, ready to go for that 2018-2019 season for Definitely. sure. And you – I feel like that season, like in the stat sheet, mm-hmm. it may not seem like in the box score that you were like going off, but like you made such a big impact. Like I remember in the Augustana game, you come in, I want to say for – not fourth quarter, so, uh, second half. I mean, it's it's pretty tight throughout the game, I, I, I think. And, like, you just come in and hit a three, like, off the bat. And it's like, dang. Like, it was, like, a big shot. So, like, just – and seeing you play Donovan, who Donovan played with us in high school, like, that was a cool sight to see. So, I mean, you definitely had a big impact. And, like, it seemed like the next year, okay, you're going to have an even more bigger impact because now they, they see what you can do now. So take us through that next season. What does that look like? So I got, I get surgery in April. Uh, it's, it's over the summer. I'm getting my boot off, you know, late, like maybe mid June, start doing some conditioning and stuff like that. My foot's not really feeling right. Come back in the fall, 
get another scan on my foot. Um, and boom, I have bone edema, which is bone inflammation throughout my whole foot, a whole another slew of problems. Um, pretty devastating. And they said like, you need to, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a question of surgery or anything like that. It was, you need to get off your foot now. Mm. Pretty kind of devastating, but yeah, so I was booted up, um, November, it was like three and a half months I was in a boot. Um, so I was out, I was out the whole next year. Uh, I was, yeah, I was ready to go. And then, uh, the whole season kind of gets cut, but luckily, um, it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Hmm. Um, it was great. I mean, I, I saw a whole new side of the game. Um, I could really stress my mind rather than stress my body that year. Right. But overall, yeah, I mean, when you look at my stat sheet, if you ever look up my stat sheet in college, it's nothing, you know. <laughs> and, yeah, obviously as a player, competitor, you hate that. Yeah. Um, but um, as someone who knows kind of what it takes for a team to win, you know that, hey, there might have to be that injured dude that, you know, uh, does some other things for the team. And right. so I thought I could fill that role well. And uh, I think that's exactly what I did. No, and, like, you were definitely – like, you literally hit my point, like, the next point I was going to say, because you guys end up winning. You guys go from second place. The next season, you guys win the championship. Was it somewhat bittersweet? Because, obviously, you're happy your your team won, and, like, you are a champion. But I was kind of getting to that point where, like, you know, there's more to the team than just the people on the floor. You got the bench. You got the bench. You got the coaches. You got the trainers. Like, you need every – you need a whole, like, basic community to, like, win – a championship mm-hmm. to do what you want to do. So mm-hmm. you hit that point right on the nail. I think, um, I mean, I kind of had to, obviously right away, I was kind of salty, you know, right when they told me like, okay, you're not going to play this year. I was like, ah, that's tough. And now I have to, uh, I kind of have a, a more of just like a little small vocal role and maybe help with some other things with the program. Obviously I felt a little, I wouldn't say, uh, I never felt bitter about not playing mm-hmm. um, or anything like that. Cause I can't control that. Right. But what I could control was my mindset. And I knew that things that I, I worked on with other players on our team uh, translated. So I, w- I was super happy. N- no complaints at all. Definitely. It was crazy. It was crazy for sure. Yeah. Like, like I said, your story is like, so like just me going back to my like senior year, and, like, my envision of, like, what was going to happen, like, this is not what I thought was going to happen. But, like, again, I couldn't, be, I couldn't be more proud. It just shows, like, to be a competitor, it's not just about playing. It's about being selfless. Like, that whole, like, that whole, like, Oshkosh journey, just you being, like, a selfless player. Just, like, doing what's best for a team. You know, so I commend you on that. Um, so you got to see D1 and D3. Now, a lot of people think the only difference or the big difference between D1 and D3 is a skill level. Now, I think you have some D3 players that possibly could play D1. They just had some type of situation going on. Um, What other differences do you see between D1 and D3? Like team dynamics, uh, even little things such as like cost or like gear. Like, you know, do you know what I'm trying to get at? No, sure. Um, well, going from Alabama, who's like a Nike elite school, 
yeah. who has, I think, the biggest revenue of any athletic department um, in the country. Mm-hmm. So obviously being down in Tuscaloosa, you're spoiled with the enormous budget they have. Right. Um, and you, right away you can see the differences um, kind of with the budget. I mean, Saturday morning game day uh, down in Tuscaloosa, they get done practicing at 10 a.m. And there's a full uh two or three chefs in, in the, in the team locker room, whipping up the nicest meal. It's crazy. Uh, and at the D three level, you know, you, you, uh, you get your, uh, cocoa crisps and, uh, special, <laughs> and, and we loved up at Oshkosh our special K with raspberries Oh man. or strawberries. Sorry. Special K with strawberries. Um, no, I mean, like you said, I mean, uh, I would just say the athleticism right off the bat, just thinking mm-hmm. the athleticism, not, not on top of skill, but also just athleticism. Right. It's crazy different team dynamic. I think the urgency of competitiveness at the division one level okay. um, is a lot higher because kind of once you're on a D three team, for the most part, the coaches aren't going to let you go because of your skill level isn't increasing, you know? Right. But at the division one level, you kind of have a one year contract with your, with your scholarship. So I think the level of competitiveness straight off the, that's kind of the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I would also just say, uh, I'd say just the demands of the coach, um, okay. at division at the division three level, um, you know, you can't, you can't practice, uh, with, with the coaches can't practice with the team in the preseason or postseason. Okay. Um, That's true. With with uh, with Division One, I, I I don't know if they bumped it up, but when I was there, it was two hours a week with the coaches, um, it. which okay. is kind of a solid amount when they and they really use their time efficiently. You know, forty minute workout here, forty minute workout. You know, f- few times, uh, like four times a week, a forty minute workout with all the coaches is kind of a lot. And if you go hard enough, you can get a lot in those forty minutes. Yeah, exactly, and. Um, and there'd be support staff that can, can work there without, without, uh, the other coaches. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I would just say, you know, you don't have a lot of external forces pushing you at the division three level. Okay. It's gotta be a lot of internal, um, and maybe other guys on the team pushing you to work out, get better, expand the bag. Um, but at division one level, you have a, a video guy who's training, who's training. You have the assistant coaches who are trying to train you. You have three managers at your workout rebounding for you. Um, just kind of the level of access to let the players progress is just so much higher. Right. Um, but not saying that because uh, one of my teammates, Adam Fravor, who just graduated this year, um, I personally think he could find himself in the G League. If, if Really? Yes. Yes. Well, Adam Fravor. Uh, six eight with like a seven two wingspan. Look out for him, guys. You never know. Well, for sure, yeah. He's playing over in uh, Denmark. He got a Denmark. Uh, I don't know what which team it is. Um, yeah, got a contract out there for nine months. Yes, and then my other teammate Brett Wichau was playing over in Germany, um, and having a successful had a successful season this year, um, and he's ready to move up levels. Um, I know a few. Uh, there's a bunch of D3 guys that can play over there. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting. But yeah, I would just say 
the access to information is just crazy at the division one level. Yeah, no, going back to like that, uh, like you were saying, like D3 players, like they can play. Like I remember intramurals freshman year. <laughs> I'm talking about intramurals and you're, like, you're talking about like playing actual basketball. Uh, intramurals freshman year, we were in a championship and like we thought we were like hot stuff because like we blown out every team. Well, come to be known, we play in championship against the ISU, Illinois State managers. Okay, these guys coming out doing sets trapping like they're playing pick and rolls perfectly where i can't do nothing come come to find out they had a d3 all-american on their team should have known because this man dropped at least 25 like he was i no one could guard him on our team so d3 players can ball going through like that whole journey do you regret not playing like first not going to Oshkosh, or not even Oshkosh, but just playing basketball, like, right out of high school? Never. Never. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't regret – I don't regret anything in my journey so far with my college career just because I've learned so much from every step of the way. Um, yeah. Alabama in itself, I was only there August through early December. Yeah. Um, but for those four months – Oh my gosh. Talk about when Colin Sexton visit Alabama. How was that? Cause you guys like, I remember you sending me Snapchats. Like you guys like talked at least for a little bit. Like, was he cool? Is he just as out there as he is on the court? Or is he more of a chill guy? Like how is he as a person? The opposite of what you would think he would be. I mean, yeah, kind of a crazy killer on the court. Uh, at least when I met him, uh, he was super cool, super nice. Mm-hmm. You would think this kid was begging to, you know, play college basketball anywhere. You know, he's just super grateful. Um, he came on. He came on multiple visits to Alabama. Okay. From, he's from Pebble Brook High School, so about two and a half hours uh, from Alabama, University of Alabama. And uh, I remember, uh, like it was yesterday, I would just happen to be one of the managers left in the gym after practice, and I didn't really know who Colin Sexton was at the time. Um, and they never really gave us a super heads up about, uh, who this recruit was mm-hmm. and at the time. So he's putting his shoes on, um, coach Petway, um, is kind of showing him like, Hey, you can shoot at this basket. I can't, I can't be with you though. Cause I'm recruiting, you know, the coaches can't work them out. Yeah. Uh, so then all of a sudden I, I'm, I'm, I just happen to be under this basket when Colin Sexton starts shooting. Wow. Other managers are doing everything else, and me and another manager start rebounding for him. And he's just – he's working out. He's do, he just did kind of like a light workout. Okay. Um, but then fast forward, uh, I don't know how many weeks, but it's Texas A&M weekend. And with Texas A&M weekend, bigger the football game, you know, the more uncles that come that are with the recruits, you know, more parents, more yeah. brothers, sisters, because, you know, free tickets. Um, so it's a pack, it's a packed practice that morning. Usually our game day practices were 8 to 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the kickoff was at noon or 1. All the other recruits right after practice go to the lounge. They're ripping the 2K, the pool, uh, anything else in the lounge that we had, the food. And lo and behold, uh, Colin Sexton is once again putting his shoes on, ready to work. Uh, I, I get pulled aside and, and I'm told to go do something for the tailgate. And uh, then all of a sudden, Coach Petway comes up to me says hey can you rebound for Colin 
I said, no, no, I got to go do this uh, with the tailgate. Mm-hmm. He said, no, you have to rebound for Colin. He asked for you to rebound for him. What? So I was kind of like, okay, uh, for sure. Let's go. Let's like, yes. Obviously I don't want to go help with the tailgate outside. Yeah, definitely. I'm trying to rebound for this kid. So he's on his official visit at the time. Um, so super important visit. And he kind of puts himself through his own workout and then asked me, you know, a few things that I like to do. So I showed him a few things in the workout. Mm-hmm. But this kid could work. And he was kind of a freak of nature. Um, and I'll always remember that. I'm, I can't wait to tell that story to kids I'm coaching because the highest rated recruit after practice was not playing pool or 2K. Definitely. This man put in a full hour workout. And that was, that was the coolest thing. I mean, yeah. kudos to him. And it, there's no surprise of what he's done so far. That's just, that's crazy. Cause like, I would never expect, like, I mean, if you were to watch this man play, you would think he's like off the court, you know, loud, arrogant. That's what I would think. But like just to hear that he was like a really cool guy and like, he was truly like a hard worker. And like, like you said, he asked like what you like to do at Alabama, like, like what you like to do, like for working out and stuff. So like for him to like take, in, take interest into you, was also a cool thing so that's that's dope yeah and then obviously I wasn't there for his freshman year mm-hmm. but what I heard from my other manager friends that he never he never lost a sprint there there wasn't one practice where he wasn't the hardest worker yeah. um so yeah I know I need to catch a Cavs game dude I'm saying you need to hit him up and be like hey remember that time I like uh rebounded for you bro? well he's super hard to reach because you know how he he didn't have social media in high school at all really Hey, he didn't have one social media. He didn't even have, he's, I said, um, like, Hey, can I add your like Snapchat or Instagram? He said, mm-hmm. no, I don't have any of that. And, um, wow. So I think it's going to be a little hard to reach him, but. but on it, but that, and that's even like interesting too. Cause now you see players like, you know, they're putting up mixtape. I mean, they're putting up like little Instagram videos of what they're doing, responding to people's comments. And this guy's kind of like, I don't need to do all that. You guys know me. Like you guys know what I do. Like that's, that's awesome. That takes some willpower too. like being a high school kid. So he was a pro before he was a pro. No, I think so. For sure. You could see it. The, the writing was on the wall. He was, he was ready to go to Alabama for a year and then, and then get onto the league. That's awesome. So yeah, that was, that was probably one of my coolest moments for sure. That's dude. Oh, I'm so jealous, man. Oh, I wish I could just do the same thing, but be at Ohio state, man. Like, Oh my gosh. All right. So we're going to do this thing, the segment called that's on that's off. Okay. okay. So I'm going to give you a statement. It's going to be basketball related. And if you agree with it, you're going to say that's on. And if you don't, you're going to say that's off. All right. So if I was like, Kamari would beat, Sam Ebersole one-on-one every time you'd be like, that's on. And so that's, that's how basically how it's going to work. All right. Okay. He's just smiling. Like he's like, you know, that's not true. All right. Okay. Hear this one. The Oshkosh 2019 championship team beats this year's ISU basketball team in an exhibition game. Now ISU's record, they were trash, bro. And, like, I love ISU, like, sports. Like, I'm a, I'll always, like, follow them, you know, just because I went there. Bro, I was so disappointed. They went 10 and 21. I would say the March, the March Oshkosh team in 2019. Yeah. Would beat the November 
ISU team. So you're not sure about at the end of the year, but uh, I'm, I'm saying it's on. I'm saying it's that. on. Yeah. Dude, I'm going to say it's on, bro. I don't think I understand how bad they were. Like, I would go to, I went to a couple of games and like they were good. They were promising. I'm like, okay, we're going to do decent. They went on like a 13 game losing streak. I kid you not. And I was like, all right. So, and I mean, that championship team, dude, like, I mean, you guys had boots, right? Tough. Killer. Like, I mean, you guys had great players. So, you guys had Flynn, right? Yeah. MVP, the MVP of the Final Four. Man dropped 33 points, championship yeah. game. Like, yeah. Adam Fravert, six. I mean, uh, what, what we had in the 2019 season uh, doesn't come around at D3 a lot because we had length. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when when Boots wasn't on the floor, and we had our freshman point guard from Batavia, my guy uh, Pearson. Yeah, I mean, we were we were six four, six five, six five, six six, six eight, six eight. So, so I mean, you had a D one team. You had a D one team out there, size wise. Hey, uh, the first game of that year, uh, first game of that year, we had an exhibition against uh, Wisconsin at Madison. at Madison. No, we lost by ten. Um, but the fact you guys only lost by 10, though, like. You know, it was a lucky 10, but, I mean, shoot, 10 is 10. Yeah. So, definitely that's on. What All else right. I agree. Okay. All right. So, both players are in their prime. I'm really interested to hear what you're going to say. Both players are in their prime. AI beats Dwayne Wade in a one-on-one. That's on. What? That's off, bro. That's off. I'm a, I want you to tell me why it's on, though. Why do you think? You can't guard AI. Okay. But here you can guard that man, D-Wade. No. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. AI can't guard for anything, first of all. Second of all, Dwayne Wade in his prime, this man, like, could – like, he's a big guard. He's 6'5". So, so, yeah, he's 6'5". He's, like, 6'3". Yeah. He's, like, 220, though. So, he's a big guard. He's going to back you down. AI means pretty – he's not only short, he's also small. So all it takes is for AI to miss one jumper. And D-Wade is like no slide. He can play defense. So my thinking is I think D-Wade wins. So I'm going to say that's all. Yeah, I mean, that's just a bias. I like AI more. I like AI too. I like AI too. But I see why people would say AI. I saw it on Twitter, and, like, it was low-key, like, 49 51% AI. So, like – that's a definitely a valid argument. Okay, last one. Uh, Zion is rookie of the year. That's off. Oh my, Sam Eversold. Who's rookie of the year then? Man, I gotta go with my guy Ja. Okay, now I really like Ja. Like he's one of my favorite players, and I see. I I would say that's on. Like before Zion like played. But when Zion came back, man, this man came off an injury averaging 24, 23, 23 points, like eight rebounds, like off an injury in the NBA. Come on. They say they're trying to rig these playoffs to uh, put Zion and LeBron in the first round. Dude, I heard. I heard about that because I know J.J. Redick has a podcast, and he was talking about how he thinks the NBA did that so we can see Zion in the playoffs. Which, I mean, would be really smart. Like, I want to see him play. Like, him against LeBron. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean. Ratings. That's crazy. It's crazy. All right. So, that's it for our That's On, That's Off segment. Okay. But I just have, like, a couple of questions. I'm going to let you go. Just, like, 
for people to get to know you a little more. Who is your favorite college player all time? That's so tough. I know. I mean, there's just so many. I think I, think I had different different favorite players in different stages. You can, stages you of can say, a, say the first person no, that comes I, to your mind. Dude, I would say uh, you're going to love this one. I think I know what you're going to say. You're going to say the right answer, so I'm really happy. I think I'm going to say Aaron Kraft. Of, do you have to, man? This man was like the epitome of a college player. Yes. Played hard. And he made shots low-key. Like, he could, he, could, he could score a little bit. And he just knew his role, deed up, ev- clamps, locked down, everybody. Mm-hmm. I would say Aaron Kraft. I mean, that's the first person I learned, you know, you got to dive on the floor, lose yeah. ball. Uh, Honestly, you know, he was obviously outspoken about his education. Like he, I think he want, was going to be a doctor. Yeah, he wants to be a doctor, but he still plays ball like in the TBT. Yep. So shout out to that. Shout out to the uh, Carmens. Carmens crew. Yeah, dude. I when they won, I was so happy. I've never liked basketball that much in my life. It was awesome. Uh. Who is your – I actually don't even know this. Who is your, like, celebrity crush? I don't know your celebrity crush at all. I haven't thought of that, so. I'm going to say, I don't even know who you would say. This man's face right now. He's so he's so discombobulated. He's like, I don't know. I've not been ever asked this before, so I'm just trying to think. That's so um, funny. Who – uh? I don't want to say someone like so mainstream. Like no, I mean, dude, bro, if it's like your celebrity crush, like a celebrity crush, what do you mean? I would say, um, dude, I don't even have, I don't even know. Really? I'm trying, to think, trying, yeah, dude. I'm like, who would you think? Like my celebrity crush is Demi Lovato. I love me some Demi Lovato. I don't know why. I know you know she's been going through some stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> you know we've we've talked and we've hashed it out you know she's a, she's in a better place now but uh Demi Lovato's my woman crush man that's you know. tough uh that's that's a tough question um all right we'll just say Kendall Jenner for now if you can go to lunch you can invite any three people who would you invite to that lunch do these people have to be alive they do not have to be alive wow um Bob Knight. Wow. I was not expecting that. Okay. Will Farrell, because I think anything comes out of his, his mouth is gonna start dying. So funny. So funny. Um and the last one. Oh, I would probably say uh I'd probably say Dick Vitale. Honestly, kind of keeping it in house with basketball. I know, kind of, kind of lame. No, no, dude. Like honestly, kinda, like kind of got everything there, though. You, you know, you got Bob Knight, who's gonna, you know, tell you that your outfit looks like trash. Yeah, <laughs> and he might complain to the waiter, right? Uh, but also give you crazy good insight. And Will Ferrell, I mean, can't go wrong. That's probably my favorite. That's probably my favorite actor. I would say. Really, Step Brothers, man, you can't beat that. Yeah, Step Brothers, Kicking and Screaming. I don't think people realize Kicking and Screaming is one of the funniest movies. <laughs> like, uh, I could watch that every day. Yeah. He's just hilarious. He gets so mad at these little kids playing soccer. I think it's awesome. 
And then Dickie V, I mean, that 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 dude is uh, that dude's a legend. And um, I can't wait to hear. I kind of want to hear his stories. Think about how many stories he has of like so many like well-known basketball players. Like, yeah, and you know, like all those uh, all those announcers are they have game day and. and the day before the game, access to, you know, practices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Behind the scenes things. Definitely. Really kind of are in depth. They kind of get told the game plans. They kind of figure that out through the walkthroughs. Wow. So I think it would be kind of cool just to hear those stories. Maybe the fourth one, if we could, if we could pull up a chair, it would probably be Jesus. But, geez. <laughs> Bro, that's just like a class A answer. Like, honestly, like everyone should say Jesus, honestly. That's awesome. No, I agree with that three. That four. I agree with those four wholeheartedly. If you weren't playing basketball, what sport would you play? Hmm. See, right off the bat, I would say possibly golf, but golf isn't a team sport enough for me. I don't think it gets it, you know. I don't think gotcha. I don't, not enough interaction. Yeah. Um baseball. Baseball. I, I played baseball. That. I played baseball all the way up until going into high school. Um, did not know that. Yeah, I loved it. Um, just that off season was not fun for me. So yeah. So I'd say I'd say baseball. I, I really enjoyed it and um, great sport. No, bro. Like I want my son if he doesn't play basketball or football. I want to play baseball because I just think baseball players their hand eye coordination is like psychotic and they just look cool. Like they just they just look cool. Like they know they're cool. Uh. Let me see. Name an underrated player in the NBA. Zach Levine. That's a good answer. I like that answer, actually. That's a really good answer. I didn't even think about him. That shows he's underrated right there. Yeah, yeah. he's a bucket. I'm not the most in-depth NBA guy. I'm not going not gonna to say I, do, I know a lot, but... No, I feel um, you. I feel you. Over my time through college, a lot of my teammates love the Bulls. Um, and so Bulls games were always on. Yeah. Uh, so I'd say, I'd say Zach Levine. Yeah. No, he, he definitely can, people don't realize he can definitely score, but besides, besides Duncan, he can score the ball. I mean, he can shoot the three. Um, He's long. He's like six, five. And like this dunks he was doing in the, like that first slam dunk competition. Only people realize like he was doing that in high school. If you look at his balls, like mixtape, there's a dunk, like the, oop to self behind the back dunk before like he did that in high school i mean i was i wouldn't i mean i wasn't surprised but like it was still cool but yeah man that's a great answer but yeah man uh so that's that's all the questions i have for you do you have any questions for me that you want to ask if you don't you don't have to i just give out the option you know if you could if you could get one high school kid and one college kid right now on the podcast Mm-hmm. Who who would you want to interview? Now, is this high school, like in high school and like in college now, or like? Uh, yes. Okay. In high school now, so I know this is like a lot of follow up questions. Is this kid gonna be a senior, or he like just graduated? And yeah, yeah, that'd be fine too. Just graduate would be fine too. Honestly, a kid that I would love to interview. I don't know if you know uh, Josh Christopher. 
For sure do. He's going to Arizona State. Number I think three. that it's, he's on retiring Harden's number. Dude, like that man has so much swag and he just seems so funny. I think he'd just be so cool to talk to because he would talk about anything. And I don't know, he just seems like a cool dude. I interviewed him for high school, college. Bro, I honestly can't even think of a college. I love college basketball, but I can't really think of like a really great college player that I'd want to interview. Uh, I was thinking like, who would you? Huh? Who would you? Um, the reason I say this is because this year there weren't many like, you know, consensus like best player. Anyone could have been Naismith player of the year. I think, this year. Uh, I think Cassius Winston has like a really cool story. That'd be a great one, honestly. I'd say Cassius Winston too. Just like everything he went through, and like just still balling after that. Can't get any better than that. Like that man, he has some stones. That's all I can say. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's legit. I think he's gonna be. I, I, I think his game's gonna translate to the league, and I think he's gonna be nice. That's a some, some doubters, but him on the pick and roll, he can see the whole court. So I mean, I'm confident with that right off the bat. Yeah, and like honestly, like like you said, off that pick and roll, that's that's literally the NBA. If you know how to run a pick and roll, you're gonna be successful. So. Mm-hmm. But nah, man, I just want to say thanks for coming out. Um, for those of you who don't know, Sam was one of the first people I contacted after I like got this epiphany of making this podcast. So he knew before everybody. So I had to get him on first. But yeah, man, I just want to say thank you. Um, so yeah, man, thanks. Appreciate uh, it. Yeah, I mean, I love what you're doing. I think, I think this is a cool way to stay within the game. For sure. I'll just talk to people who also love the game as well. I think what you're doing is sick, and uh, I'm ready for for it to take off in whatever direction it goes. Um, Thanks, bro. Thanks thanks for having me, and it's been fun talking about my experiences, and um, I can't wait for for what's to come and for both of us. I think with basketball, it's going to take us more places than we've ever been able to dream about. For Uh, sure. I'm excited. Definitely, man. All right, man. Thank you. So there you have it, folks. Um, I hope you guys really enjoyed the interview. I know I had a great time interviewing him. I learned a lot of stuff that I didn't even know. So I hope you guys did the same. Uh, Please look out for the next episode. I don't really know right now when that's going to come out. But if you follow my Twitter and Instagram page, at 32podcast, you will definitely know. Um, so yeah, just want to say thanks for listening and God bless. I put the new 4Gs on the G. I tap into the bloody bottoms.